How's it going guys, Miguel here from CFS Recovery. I'm in a little bit of a different outfit here because the topic of this video is how do you reintegrate back into the world? How do you get back into being around people, being in public? And I'm actually wearing this outfit. I don't normally wear this, but I was actually at a business event, right? It was a networking event. It was a mastermind with other business owners and we talked a lot about you know how we can grow and there was a lot of social interaction, right? And that required driving into the city, parking, obviously being around people, just like you see here. And that can seem like a very daunting task in the beginning, right? A very daunting task, especially when you're bedridden at home. And, you know, I wasn't dressed like this. I wasn't even thinking about an outfit. You know, I was wearing the same thing for weeks on end, actually. So, you know, I just want this to show you that you absolutely can get your life back. I mean, there was a time not too long ago where my body was, you know, I couldn't even walk outside. I let alone care about what I was wearing, let alone be in public like this. Like there's cars driving by, there's people biking around. Back in the day, any kind of movement at all, that would make my mind go crazy, right? I would get headaches. I'd actually experience a bunch of symptoms because it was too much stimulus. Just cars driving by, just people wearing different colors. It was too much for my brain to take in, right? So I remember thinking, especially at the worst of it, I'm gonna wear my shades. I actually had to wear shades everywhere, right? And that actually really helped. It wasn't to try to look cool or anything. It was because it was actually too bright outside. I also wore a lot of noise canceling headphones, right? Anytime I went in public. Now, obviously there's a, a sense of safety as well, or you have to be safe when you're wearing it. You can't just wear noise canceling headphones and cross the street, because what if a car is beeping at you, right? So in a lot of places, let's say I was sitting in a food court, I would wear noise canceling headphones and it would block out or at least muffle a lot of the sound. So that really helped me, but also wearing shades. It just limited the amount of light that was coming into my senses, basically. So you have this start off very slow, actually. And I remember just going into the car and riding around with my mom. Actually, just the movement would feel pretty weird, right? Just I wasn't used to being in a moving vehicle and it starting and stopping and starting and stopping. So. You know, I was used to sitting in a hospital bed all day or being in a bed and not really doing anything all day. So even just getting into a car to go to your doctor's appointments, that might be a lot, right? But you build up from there. And a lot of times, you know, and I've said this in some other videos, it's not even the actual activity itself that's the worst part. The worst part is the anticipation of, okay, what is this gonna do to me? Did I do too much? It's the anticipation leading up to the event, but also, the regret of doing it after. You know, let's say if I was to do this back in the day and go in public, right, fresh out of the hospital, which I did, I'd be sitting here with high heart rate. You know, my mind is thinking of the worst case scenarios. What if there's a loud motorcycle that comes by? You know, what if people are looking at me, judging me? And it is definitely intimidating and it will be when you first start introducing these things into your life. But that's all part of it. You learn to have courage, right? And slowly reintroduce these things and you have to build yourself up to it. And a lot of times, even just coming out to a setting like this it is going to give you an adjustment period. It's very common for that to happen because you know, you're used to being in a room with not much movement, not much sound. It's pretty dim lighting and here you are in public and it's a very unpredictable environment. And that's another big thing too is, you know, I was terrified of not being in control of the situation. I always needed to be at least somewhat in control, right? Even me going to my living room or stepping foot outside my house was terrifying. But in the back of my mind, I was always thinking, well, I could go retreat back to the house. I call it hitting the eject button, 
right, on the situation, right? You always have that safety net you can go back to, but the further you are away from home, the further out into unknown environments that you're unfamiliar with, the less control you have and the less you can hit that eject button. So just know it's a very common thing and you do wanna have that sense of control in the beginning, right? But you need to learn to let go of that because you're not ever gonna be able to control all the variables, right? There's always gonna be things outside of your control. Like, I don't know if it, a motorcycle is gonna come screaming up here, right? But if it was back in the day, that would cause my heart rate to go through the roof. So, you know, when you're reintegrating back into the world, you wanna do things where you can at least somewhat control the environment, right? So, stepping foot into a mall, because when you go into a mall, you don't have to go all the way in, right? It's like being stuck in a giant maze. That can be terrifying. So you go in, Go about three stores in, then come back out, right? That can be your goal. Or it can be going to a park that you're not used to going to, right? Or it can be going to a different part of the city you're not used to going to, or a different route. But just introducing new things, it's gonna open your brain up back to normality, right? Because realistically in life, you're gonna be in a lot of situations where you're unfamiliar with a lot of the things, right? And you learn to get comfortable with it. So reintegrating back into the world it starts very slow you know it usually starts with you going to the store to do groceries if you're at that level if not then it's you just riding along you know with a family member or a friend while they're going to do the groceries maybe you're sitting in the car right maybe while you're waiting for them in the car in the parking lot you're getting fresh air right you leave the doors open get some nice sunshine and you kind of do it in steps like that so that's what it looked like for me right it looked like me just riding along in cars with somebody else driving, right? And then me waiting outside while they're doing groceries because I was so symptomatic, me just getting outside of the house, it would cause a flare up. And then it got to me, you know, going into the store with my grandma, for example, I was helping her a lot when I got out of the hospital. My capacity was nowhere near normal yet, but I was tagging along with her, right, on her activities. And, you know, one thing led to another and, you know, next thing you know, I'm in the store with her, walking around with her. Next thing you know, I'm the one who's pulling the cart and I'm the one reaching for, you know, objects on the shelf and putting them into the cart. I'm the one at the checkout, moving things through the checkout and bagging them. And it took some time, you know, it took a handful of weeks to build up to that. But the cool thing is, you know, once you get the hang of it, it actually comes very quickly, right? Once you get the hang of being out in the world again, it's not as intimidating as it once was, right? It doesn't seem like this big, impossible task that it seemed like for the previous few weeks or months or years, you wanna slowly build yourself up to it, right? And uh, next thing you know, you're reintegrating back into the world, you're dressing a little bit nicer, you know, you're actually getting some haircuts. Or, for women, we actually see it a lot, they're really happy to be, even be able to put on makeup again, right? Or wash their hair or even style it. Because for the longest time, that is the last thing on your priority list. Like, you don't care if your hair's messy, who's gonna see you anyways? You're in your room all day, you're at home all day. Right, so it doesn't really matter. But when that stuff does start to matter, when you actually do start caring about how you look, it's a good feeling, you know, and then you can start dressing nice again. And that in itself builds up a lot of self-confidence, right? It builds up a better self-image. I know for the first couple years out of the hospital, I didn't care, right? I actually wore pretty much the same things all the time, a black shirt and some jeans, that's it. I didn't care. I was just happy to be out into the world again, but that's one of those signs that, yeah, things are moving in the right direction. When you actually start choosing different outfits and styling your hair and doing all these things and you actually kind of fit back into society, fit back into the world again. And, you know, it's pretty fun, but 
there are gonna be times when you will have adjustment periods from doing these things, right? Going to birthday parties, going to get-togethers with friends and social events and gatherings, right? It can be a lot on your nervous system because you're talking to a lot of different people, you're wondering if people are noticing that you're sick, but it's actually pretty interesting because as you know, this is like the invisible illness. Most people can't really tell that you're even sick. Even if you're nearly crashing or at least in a big adjustment period, to them, you look normal. So they can't even tell, right? And it was a pretty cool feeling when, you know, I felt like I didn't fit in, right? I felt like I was an outcast from society. But when I actually went in public, no one cared. They didn't even know I was sick. They were like, why do you have headphones on? And why are you wearing shades inside? And I told them it's because I basically explained to them, yeah, so my nervous system, it's just really hypersensitive. You know, if I don't wear these, then I just get some headaches. That's it. I don't even go and explain the entire thing because they're not gonna understand. I basically say, yeah, I just wear shades or else it's too bright and I get some headaches, that's it. Or if it's too loud, I get headaches. And headaches is one of the 30 symptoms I was feeling at the time. I'm not talking about the palpitations and the burning sensations in my body and the vibrations because it doesn't matter. They wouldn't understand, right? So that was kind of my explanation for going around in public wearing these big headphones. I remember my mom got them for me actually in the intensive care unit. And she got me these Bose noise-canceling headphones, but really any headphones would do. I remember because it was so noisy in the ICU, it actually wasn't that noisy compared to the real world, but there was lots of beeping, lots of people hooked up to heart rate monitors, lots of people rushing in and out of rooms in ICU, and lots of these machines, these machines tracking people's heart rates. So I actually wore earplugs, and on top of that, I wore headphones, right? Because I was that sensitive to sound. But, you know, take a look at me now. I can be in public, and, you know, none of this stuff really bothers me. It's completely fine. So your nervous system absolutely can heal. You can get your life back. You know, you can get to a point where, you know, if you're a guy, you can wear dress shoes again, dress pants and dress nice and feel good about yourself. And if you're a woman, then you can put on makeup again. You can do your hair and be proud in that sense and build up your self-confidence. It's cool to see some of the wins where, you know, women are talking about that. But in a nutshell, you know, I actually wanted to find a busier area than this just to show you guys, you know, what the nervous system is capable of and really take you guys along, you know, back into, the world again, you know, with me, right? Because I know all of my videos, I'm sitting at home on a couch or, you know, we're, we're somewhere else and I'm all by myself, but I am able to go out into the world again, just like everybody else, right? And I fit right in. Nobody can tell I was ever sick. Actually, today, part of my talk, because I was speaking today, that's why I'm dressed up like this, was telling them about what can happen to your nervous system, right? If it hits a wall, if you reach your maximum stress threshold, I was talking about what can happen. And so it's really interesting because this is actually a very common problem, more common than people think. However, there's a lot of people who are functional with this. They're just always tired and they get a headache more often than they should, you know? And it's pretty interesting to see how many people deal with at least some level of CFS. I wouldn't call it CFS. I would call it their nervous system is starting to reach its threshold. But uh, you know, everybody in the room, they were like, yeah, we know a lot of people like that. In fact, myself, uh, I feel like that. And everybody else was talking about how, you know, if you're running a business or the way you carry yourself through life, if it goes uncontrolled, it's kind of like driving a race car without the brakes, right? You want to be in control and you want to identify the signals when you're going a little bit too fast, right? But, you know, just to stay on topic here for this video, the way to reintegrate back into the world is you have to do it little by little. 
Ideally, you want to do it in situations in the beginning, situations that you can control, that you can easily hit the eject button. So for example, in the beginning, if my friends wanted to go downtown and go to a bar in the middle of the city, right, where I knew it was hard to get to that, I would say that's not a good idea, right? Because I, first of all, I had to drive an hour into downtown. I had to find parking. That in itself is stressful. I had to walk from my car to go meet up with them. And then when I get there, the environment is really loud. It's really noisy and unpredictable and there's alcohol and it just wasn't a smart place to be. So that's something I would say no to in the beginning. Something I would say yes to was, you know, meeting up for lunch or brunch with a friend. And it's just me and him, right? And we're eating in a pretty quiet, nice, peaceful spot where there's not too much chaos happening, right? So you kind of have to pick and choose, but go by the amount of stimulus that will be at that activity, right? So for me, there were a few things. It was definitely, you know, trying to figure out, okay, is there gonna be lots of noise? Is there gonna be lots of social interaction? Is there gonna be lots of standing or walking, you know, physical interaction, right? So I had to weigh out those three things. And just like I said earlier, with the headphones, the noise canceling headphones and shades, you can definitely have a cushion for your nervous system that acts as a cushion for all the senses coming into your nervous system, right? It's a cushion for the stimulus, basically. We're here in the middle of the city in Vancouver, British Columbia, this is the city I'm from. And it's interesting because I remember walking around these streets back when I was very symptomatic. And I always get flashbacks to the times when I just got out of the hospital and I was walking up and down here and I'd have to take breaks and sit down on these picnic benches and you know, take a rest, right? And that's okay to take rest. If you're in the mall and you're walking around, you take rest, it's fine. But it just reminds me of what it was like, right? But it was nice getting back out into the world again. It was nice feeling like a normal person, feeling like I was actually part of society versus feeling almost like an outcast. So you do it little by little, right? There's no rush to get back into it. And just know that you can always hit the eject button. That's fine, right? If you need to go back to the car, go back to the car. If you need to go back home, right? But start small, start with baby steps, but you'd be surprised at how fast you can reintegrate back into being in the world again. It's not as impossible as you think, right? So that's all I wanted to share in this video. Hope you enjoy this. Comment down below, you know, if you're at that level where you're starting to reintegrate back into the world again, or, you know, if you're doing it right now and you're running into a few issues, comment down below, you know, some questions you have. Also comment down below if this is one of the fears you have. I know it was a fear that I had and I had to get over that fear and you don't get over through fear by thinking, you get over fear by action when you're ready for it, right? I'm not saying go out into the middle of downtown and get your parents to drop you off there if you're completely debilitated, bedridden. When you're ready, time will come. Also understand that you're never going to be ready to do it. There's never gonna be a time when you're like, okay, today's the day, I'm gonna go into the city again, let's do it, right? A lot of it is gonna be spontaneous, right? And those are actually the better scenarios to be in because you don't have time to anticipate what could go wrong? Should I do this? Should I do that? Like, if it's more spontaneous, it's actually better. So that's all I want to share in this video. If you like this video, hit that like button. Like I said, comment down below. And always remember that you are a thriver and you are just one mind shift away from living a life with thriving health. I'll see you in the next video.